Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean. Inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com. By Celestron. Offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. And by Birds and Beans Shade-Grown Bird-Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 692. Well, we hadn't really planned to start off the show with this not specifically bird-related topic, but it's something pretty compelling concerning someone who has just lent his voice to the growing chorus of outrage about what we're doing to our oceans through the dumping of plastic trash. And the person is Pope Francis. In remarks first reported just yesterday, September 1st, the Pope called for concrete action to combat what he called the emergency of plastics littering our oceans. And he lamented the lack of efficient regulation to protect the world's waters. He went on to say, quote, We cannot allow our seas and oceans to be littered by endless fields of floating plastic. He recommended a two-pronged approach to the problem. Quoting again, We need to pray as if everything depended on God's providence. And we need to work as if everything depended on us. That's Pope Francis urging action against the scourge of ocean plastic pollution that is killing birds and mammals and fish and ultimately threatening the health of humans as well. Last week's mystery bird is correctly identified by Allison out in Santa Clara, California, was the eastern meadowlark. Singing spring of the year here in September. And we mentioned at the end of the contest that this bird, along with the western meadowlark, has a near twin in Africa. That bird is the yellow-throated longclaw. It exhibits behavior that's extremely similar to that of our meadowlarks, and it has a strikingly similar appearance, right down to that big black V on the chest, contrasting with a yellow throat and belly, and a long hind toe, this might not seem very surprising, except for the fact that the yellow-throated longclaw is not related to our meadowlarks. Meadowlarks are in the blackbird family, while the longclaws are related to pipits and wagtails. So why are these unrelated birds so similar? Experts say it's a result of convergent evolution, with each of the species evolving characteristics derived from their similar habitats, open grasslands in this case. And there are many other examples of convergent evolution that causes unrelated creatures to look and behave as though they were close relatives. And this phenomenon appears not only in birds, but also in bats and butterflies, snakes, squirrels, squid, even pitcher plants. And there are many other examples of convergent evolution. You could look it up. And that's the sound of this week's mystery bird. A very different bird from last week's. And this is a preview of our mystery bird contest. Coming along just a little bit later on in the show. Want to get you ready for it. And the clues go like this. Our mystery bird is large and boldly patterned in black and white with an orange bill. It's seen along the ocean shores and salt marshes of the east and gulf coasts. 
breeding as far north as New England and wintering New Jersey and points south. Our bird with its specialized blade-like bill feeds on shellfish and other marine invertebrates, including mussels and clams, limpets, oysters, sea urchins, crabs, starfish, and worms. That's our mystery bird. We have two fabulous prizes here on the Labor Day weekend for you. If you can identify our bird or take a guess at it and win the prize in a drawing from among all entries received or called in. First, a Droll Yankees Observer Window Feeder. This is such a great feeder. It attaches right to your kitchen or living room window, wherever you'd like to put it. You can see the birds up close with an unobstructed view. Holds a couple of cups of seed or fruit or suet or mealworms. That's our prize. And then our bonus prize is a download to your iOS device or online access to the LarkWire app. The app that makes learning bird sounds a game. It is pretty cool. So those are our two prizes. And we'll be doing our mystery bird contest in just a bit. I'll even give you the number now. Not time to call yet, but so you'll be ready. 781 837 Four nine hundred. Well, here at Talking Birds, we don't exactly have a publicity department or even a publicity person to help spread the word about our show, about birds and conservation. But we do have something even better, our Talking Birds ambassadors. They're Talking Birds listeners who've agreed to let us send them some little info cards to hand out to their friends and neighbors and associates. These ambassadors are in almost every U.S. state, along with five Canadian provinces and several countries in Europe, and they are... If you'll pardon an overused expression, awesome. And we'd like to take just a moment to say thank you to some of our newest Talking Birds ambassadors, and they are Justin Y. from Los Angeles, California. Thank you so much, Justin, and thanks for your kind comments. And thanks to Sam W. from Portland, Oregon. He says, ever since taking a high school birding trip to the Oregon coast, where we saw plenty of black oyster catchers and buffleheads, I've been hooked. Thank you, Sam. Some nice spark birds there, and thanks for becoming a Talking Birds ambassador. Thanks to Jared Hitchings from Sherman, Illinois. He says, hello from the land of Lincoln, and thank you for the informative podcast. So much bird knowledge shared with your program. I'm enthusiastic about sharing all avian topics, especially with my children. It's pivotal to get them outdoors. They are all scanning the skies and surveying the tree lines, identifying birds with their individual field guides. The kids are familiar with Talking Birds playing on our nature drives. Looking forward to being a Talking Birds ambassador in central Illinois. Thank you so much, Jared. If you'd like to become a Talking Birds ambassador, we'd like it too. To do it, just click on the contact button at TalkingBirds.com and choose the Become an Ambassador option. Still to come on our show today, we'll learn a little something about a big birding expo, one from which we'll be originating our show in just a few weeks when we talk with the man in charge of the American Birding Expo in Philadelphia on this morning's show. Plus, we'll catch up with our man Mike O'Connor in our Let's Ask Mike segment on the topic of, well, it's what people are asking Mike in his store lately. Why don't I see any male hummingbirds all of a sudden at my feeder? Mike has a couple of answers about that. And up next, a bird that's as sleek and elegant as a sports car is today's featured feathered friend presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. 
Hey, Frank. Yes. Have you ever seen an American Abuset? Seen one, my boy. I've driven one. The length of the California coast. In fact, yes, a lovely young lady and I made that trip over a span of several days back in 95. Ah, oh, the Abuset. British racing green, tan now, leather Frank, seats, the way she held Frank, the road, those sweeping turns through big surfs. We watched the surf Frank, crashing below. Frank? Yes. Frank, uh, the American Abuset is a bird. Oh. Ah, uh, good old Frank. Well, the American Abaset may not be a sports car, but it sure is sleek and elegant and colorful, especially in breeding plumage with its black and white upper parts, rust-colored head and neck, long blue-gray legs, brown eyes, and a long, thin, upturned bill which it swings through the shallow water to catch small invertebrates. It's mostly a bird of the West and Southwest, but a few American Abyssets also breed along the Atlantic coast. Among the amazing things this bird does in response to predators is to make a series of call notes that change in pitch, simulating a Doppler effect and confusing predators about how fast it's approaching. And don't let its delicate looks fool you. American Abyssets have been known to not only approach, but strike large birds like common ravens and even those marsh-dwelling hawks known as northern harriers. Here's the sound of an American Abyssette. The American Abyssette. Today's featured feathered friend here on Talking Birds. Welcome again to our show, number 692. As always, we invite you to visit our website, TalkinBirds.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Talkin' Birds. There's a part of our world that we pay little attention to. An ant drags a seed five times its own size. And a bee sips from a drop of dew. And down here, toxic chemicals and carcinogens are leaching into our environment. They come from objects that we look past every day. Littered cigarette butts. Every one is a tiny toxic waste site. Let's stop the toxic litter. Learn more at rethinkbutts.org. Well, about three weeks from now, we'll be piling into the Electromobile and heading for Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where we'll broadcast our show from the Big American Birding Expo. It's a great gathering for birders, bird watchers, nature lovers. It'll run from Friday, September 21st through Sunday, September 23rd at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, Pennsylvania, just northwest of the city. Bill Thompson III, who is also the co-publisher and editor of Birdwatcher's Digest, is the founder and manager of the Expo, and he's about to join us to tell us a bit about the event. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Ray. How you doing? Doing well. Great to have you on with us, Bill. So the Expo is described as a showcase of products for birders and nature lovers, exhibitors from all over the world, but it's more than that, right? You have all kinds of presentations and workshops and walks and a great uh, keynote speaker. Give us an overview, Bill, if you would. Yeah, we, we call it the world of birding in one place. I, I've been going to a lot of festivals in my 30-plus uh, years as a bird watcher and realized there really wasn't a thing that was just like a big shopping mall for birders, you know, with all experiences and products and uh, organizations and events. So 
Uh, we did this twice in Ohio, and it was successful. And then we decided to move it a little bit closer to a big population center. And, and so we moved it just north of Philadelphia to Oaks, Pennsylvania. And uh, September 21 to 23, it'll be packed with uh, more than 130 exhibitors from all over the world. We have people from every continent coming. And uh, thousands of people, we hope, will be coming through the doors to to uh, interact with those folks. So it's a connection of the entire sort of birding tribe, if you will. Mm-hmm. And you have some great speakers, Noah Stricker, one of them who did that incredible uh, global big year, his book, uh, Birding Without Borders. He'll be your, I guess, your main keynote speaker? Yeah, Noah's our, our speaker on Friday night, and then on Saturday night is uh, actress and birder Lily Taylor, who's mm-hmm. uh, uh, going to be there giving a talk on how she uses the same tools for birding that she uses for her acting career. Wow. Uh, I guess we know her from, among other things, the movie Mystic Pizza, the TV show Six Feet Under. Is this the first time a movie star has ever appeared at a birding festival, Bill? No, uh, you know, I think Lily's done a few things before uh, um, uh, at, at other events, but this is certainly probably the largest uh, venue that she'll be speaking at. And she's taking time away from, uh, she's shooting a new uh, show, I believe, out in New Mexico. So she's flying back to be with us just for the uh, just for the expo. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm fascinated by what you just said about her, how she uses some of the same skills in birding and acting. Do you have any uh, insight into what that's about? Yeah, she. We were talking the other day, and she was saying, you know, it's my powers of observation and my powers of really listening and seeing. She said it's the same thing, same tools I use to get myself into a character. And if you know her work, you know what a great actor she is. So. Uh, obviously, it's very effective for her. And she, you know, she came to birding kind of naturally, and um, uh, you know, obviously, is working on those same skills that we all use: listening for bird songs and watching for differences in plumage and so forth. So mm-hmm. it's going to be about that. And then she's also going to share some some stories about being on the set and having birding experiences in all these places she's been around the world. Hmm. Well, what about birding places around the expo? There'll be some walks as part of the as part of the weekend. Yeah, we, we offer free morning bird walks from uh, 7.30 to 10 uh, every morning at four different local birding hotspots. And all anybody has to do is show up at one of these spots and look for the, um, the expo sign that we'll have there. Um, it's John Hines National Wildlife Refuge, Militia Hill Hawk Watch at Fort Washington, Valley Forge National Park, and at the John James Audubon House at Mill Grove, you know, Audubon's first house that he owned in the in North America was um, right there, literally less than a mile away from where we're holding the expo. So there'll be bird walks there. Got a lot of stuff for photographers this year. Photography is really becoming a big thing in the mm-hmm. in the birding realm. So there'll also be some photo walks and lots of instructional uh, workshops. I have to ask you about this that I noticed on the website, Bill. It says a birder's guide to murder. That's what, right. What, what should we know about that? Well, we've got, um, my friend J.R. Ripley writes Birder Murder Mysteries, and he's got a, a heroine, Annie, who owns a bird store, and she solves mysteries. And so J.R.'s written a bunch of these. When He, he, he was at an event we had down in uh, Georgia a few years ago, and I said, you know, J.R., we have, last year at the Expo, next door to us was the Walker Stalker uh, convention for people who love that TV show, and they were all dressed as zombies. And I said, Jr., you should write about a, somebody getting murdered at the expo, but nobody knows it because they're dressed like a zombie. You know, everybody's dressed like a zombie in the Walking Dead kind of theme. So he loved the idea, so he wrote a book that's uh, 
going to be debuted at the Expo that involves a murder at the Expo. But I want to assure your listeners that there will be no murders at the Expo, no, actually. No actual murders. Okay. No, just just uh, a fictional one. Good, good to know. Yeah, uh, but JR is going to be reading from that book and, and uh, signing advanced copies of it mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's pretty fun. All right. Uh, Bill, I like the admission price. I see here 10 bucks. That's do, right, yeah. How do folks get tickets, and what other suggestions uh, would you have for folks who would like to attend? Well, of course, you can show up any day of the three days and just buy a ticket at the door. We'll be ready to, to do that for you. But um, if, if you want to buy in advance and avoid the lines, uh, you can go to birdingexpo.com, and up in the upper right-hand corner there's a, an orange rectangle that says buy tickets. And you can buy a ticket there with your credit card. There's a small credit card fee, so it ends up being about $11 and something. But um, that's, it's an easy way, and then you can print them out and bring them. And when you walk in the door with your ticket, we'll give you a wristband that gets you in for all three days. Mm-hmm. Cool. We're going to be driving down there from Massachusetts, and, uh, and where the festival will actually be there in Oaks, it, it won't involve you know driving into the city, right? So it should be pretty no. easy to get to. Yeah, and that's this the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center where we're holding this is really ideally situated because you don't have to go downtown and fight downtown traffic and parking issues. It's it's up in the northwestern sort of suburbs, so there's lots of good stuff. We really appreciate it for our international exhibitors that are coming because a lot of them don't want to rent a car and drive in a strange country, so they're able to walk to restaurants and things like that from the hotels. So anybody wants to stay at one of our local hotels there, we have a shuttle that runs over to the uh, Expo Center, so that even further um, removes the complication of traffic and parking. But yeah, Oaks is just there, right by Audubon, Pennsylvania, and uh, King of Prussia, so we're not far from that big King of Prussia Mall and all that. It's a pretty good location for us. The American Birding Expo, September 21st through the 23rd at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. We'll be there, too, enjoying it all and airing our Talking Bird show on the 23rd. Bill Thompson III is co-publisher and editor of Bird Watchers Digest, and he's the founder and manager of the Expo. Bill, thanks for being with us. We'll look forward to seeing you uh, down there in the Philly area. Thanks, Ray. We'll see you soon. Up next here, it's our Mystery Bird Contest in just one minute. Talking Birds, we're for the birds. And we want to say thanks to another Talking Birds ambassador who's helping to spread the word about birds and conservation. My name is Jack, and I'm from Morristown, New Jersey. My name is David, and I'm from Morristown, New Jersey. He was taking a school trip, and I wanted to load his iPod up with podcasts. We started listening to Ray Brown's Talking Birds. It had enriched our lives so much, we wanted to share it with everybody. I listened once, and I listened again, and I kept listening, and I became an ambassador. Definitely listen again, because once is not enough. Talking Birds. Birds listeners, we hope you'll become a Talkin' Birds ambassador. Just visit our website, TalkinBirds.com. Click on the contact button and then choose the Become an Ambassador option. We'll send you some info cards to hand out to your friends and neighbors. That's the contact button at TalkinBirds.com. And thanks. If you're not hearing our Sunday morning show live and think, well, I'm unable to enter the Mystery Bird Contest, well, not so, because you can hear our show live online very easily. Go to TalkinBirds.com. That's an easy way to do it, and you'll see how to listen. Just click where it says, listen, so you can hear our show live wherever you are. You can also search for Talking Birds in iTunes and other podcast places. Our Mystery Bird Contest. You are eligible if you haven't won here within six months. So do give us a call here on our Labor Day 
weekend live show. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Uh, please call us as soon as you can so we'll have time to complete the process. 781-837-4900. Here's our mystery bird. A large and boldly patterned bird in black and white with an orange bill is seen along the ocean shores and salt marshes of the east and gulf coasts, breeding as far north as New England and wintering in New Jersey and points south. Our bird with its specialized blade-like bill feeds on shellfish and other marine vertebrates, invertebrates that is, including mussels and clams and limpets and oysters and sea urchins and starfish and crabs and worms. That's our mystery bird. Our prizes, the Droll Yankees Observer Window Feeder. Let's you see the birds right up close with an unobstructed view. Perfect for kids, by the way, who can get a close-up look uh, at their backyard birds. Three strong suction cups. Attach the feeder right to your window. Holds a couple of cups of seed or fruit or suet or mealworms. And our bonus prize, a download to your iOS device or online access to the LarkWire app. It's a really cool thing for your phone that makes learning bird sounds a game. Prizes, sound, and clues for our mystery bird. Give us a call and tell us what it is or take a guess. No correct answer means a drawing will determine our winner. 781-837-4900. 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, what's going on with the hummingbirds in your backyard? Are you seeing all female hummingbirds some of Mike's customers down there at the Bird Watchers General Store say that that's what they're seeing. Mike has a reply. Let's ask Mike live in just one minute. Well, here's a preview of another great nature book from Houghton Mifflin Harcourt, publishers of the Peterson Field Guides, the Kaufman Field Guides, and many more useful guidebooks and reading books. If you're listening from the Southeast, you may be interested in the newest book in the Peterson Field Guide series. While some of the more than 1,800 species of moths in southeastern North America are drab grays and browns, many are quite colorful with swirls and swaths of pinks, greens, yellows, and violets. This comprehensive guide is the best tool for identifying and appreciating these ubiquitous insects. With helpful tips on how to set up a moth trap for observation and with range maps and graphs showing when each species is in flight, the Peterson Field Guide to Moths of Southeastern North America provides everything an amateur or experienced moth watcher needs. Available wherever books are sold. Down there at the Bird Watchers General Store, Mike O'Connor is holding forth. And uh, hey, Mike, did you hear about the uh, bird store owner that solves mysteries? Yeah, murder mysteries. Murder mysteries, yeah. Holy smoke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. people don't give us enough credit for what we do. Boy, I know. These are the things that are just uh, under the radar about what happens. No, no kidding. We yeah. tell Sue it, we answer questions, yeah. and then we solve crime in our spare time. Wow. But you don't do the murder thing, so you just do come of the other, other stuff, right? I'm not telling you what else I do. Okay. Well, that, it wouldn't be a mystery if you told us. <laughs> I, I get it. So people have this mystery. They're saying, why am I seeing only female hummingbirds at my feeder these days? days. Uh, what do you say to them? Right, yeah, well, that's it. You know, everybody, we, the, the people in the eastern half of North America, we, were, we all get the ruby-throated hummingbird, and everybody expects it to see be a pretty-looking bird like it does in all the pictures and the magazines and stuff, and this time of year, people aren't seeing many, many of those pretty males, so 
they're wondering why, and everybody wonders why, they only get the females. Well, it turns out there's actually, there's actually probably more males out there than we know, probably even more than the females. Yeah. Trouble is, they're, they're brand new birds. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're just, they're just uh, young birds that have been born this year. Typically, a female uh, ruby-throated hummingbird has perhaps two broods in a year, so each brood is is two birds, so two mm-hmm. times two, and I can do this to give me a second. That's four. Five. Oh, you, no, you're right. Four. <laughs> well, actually, it's five if you count the original female. Oh, exactly. Right, exactly. so there's five. <laughs> for every six hummingbirds out there, five of them look like females, you mm-hmm. know, in theory. So so right now we get, uh, and some banding places actually say more more of the birds that hatched each year are males, hmm. but would they lose a high percentage of the males over the winter for some reason we don't know. So yeah. they have more males to, to even things out. Yeah. But right now, the bland, kind of plain, greenish, light-colored gray birds, they're either uh, females or they're young males, and we won't know w- which is which hmm. until probably they, they leave. So I, they, they start changing color when yeah. they get out of here. I read a thing that says some of the young males have these little dark spots uh, uh, on the throat, and they call it five o'clock shadow. That may uh, give a, yeah, a I, don't, I don't have much of a beard, so I don't know anything yeah, about wouldn't, that. Yeah, I wouldn't count in your... You, wouldn't right. play, you, you <laughs> They do. You can see that if you look close, and sometimes they start growing in before they go. But, uh, you know, a lot of us don't get that chance to look at them that closely. So there's the music. So right now we got more males than we know, but they, they're kind of boring, and next spring they'll be back looking pretty again. All right. I won't ask for any more details, but I know you have to get back to those mysteries. So uh, <laughs> just go solve some crime. Thank you, Mike. All right. Talk to you later. Talk to you next week, and we're back at the Mystery Bird Contest right after this. For over a quarter century, Birdwatching Magazine has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Regular contributors include expert birders and authors such as Ken Kaufman, David Sibley, Pete Dunn, Laura Erickson, and others. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com. And back at the Mystery Bird Contest, trying to identify this uh, mystery bird, a large and boldly patterned bird in black and white with a very specialized orange bill feeding on shellfish and other marine invertebrates along the shore. And uh, along um, coastlines in the Gulf and the East Coast, mostly in salt marshes, too. 781-837-4900. What is our mystery bird? We have a potential of having two winners from California in a row on our mystery bird contest. Let's see what happens. Carolyn is out there in... Oops. Um, I hope she didn't... <laughs> Just hang up. Somebody did. Carolyn. No, no. Oh, you're I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> All right. And you're in Bishop, California, and we must profess yeah. ignorance about about Bishop, California. Oh, uh, let's see. We're Eastern Sierra Eastern at about four thousand feet in a great oh. big valley called the Owens Valley. Wow. So we have a beautiful big fourteen thousand foot mountains east and west. Wow. It's as is it as beautiful as it sounds? It is gorgeous. Yeah, I've been here forty years. <laughs> so you would you would know? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Got it all around us here. All right. Well, uh, Carolyn, let's get down to the mystery bird contest, and uh, can you tell us uh, what that mystery bird uh, is? Is it an American oyster catcher? I believe it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. We mentioned black oyster catcher a little while ago in association with one of our. Uh, a new Talking Birds ambassador, Sam, from out in Portland, Oregon. So that's your bird out there on the West Coast, your, your oyster right. catcher. Right. Right. And uh, the American oyster catcher 
mostly out uh, out this way, but you are absolutely uh, right. correct. Any birding highlights you'd like to share with us? Oh, gosh. Well, right now, I guess we're getting into autumn mm-hmm. migration now and a few warblers moving south and um, uh, we're getting up into the mountains because it's been a little smoky even over here from the fires. So mm-hmm. we uh, kind of get up in the mountains and get away from that. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's... it's uh, quite close here to get up there and get up to about 10,000 feet and hike around and see all the mountain birds. Yes, indeed. Nice. Uh, Well, Carolyn, stay on the line. Jesse will get your info. We'll send you those beautiful prizes, and thanks for calling in. Thank you. All right. We're just about out of time for (laughs) our show this morning. Uh, Next week, we're going to be doing our show live from beautiful Bristol, Rhode Island, and it is a be- it is one of the most beautiful towns in America. We'll be there for the Audubon Society of Rhode Island's Raptor Weekend, and we'll talk about raptors and pollinators and fish eggs on our show from down there. And uh, check out their website, asri.org. That's for Audubon Society of Rhode Island, asri.org, and look for Raptor Weekend. If you're any place uh, near Rhode Island, That'd be the place to be next weekend. And we hope to see you there with our live broadcast on Sunday, September 9th. Thanks to Mark Duffield and Debbie Bleacher and our engineer, Jesse Wilkins. I'm Ray Brown. Have a wonderful Labor Day weekend, and we'll see you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean. Inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com. By Celestron. Offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. And by Birds and Beans Shade Grown Bird Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. 